Hey everybody, welcome back to the Toy Lines podcast. This is Ian Westhoff, back from sabbatical. Uh, with me is my friend and compadre, Tom Romero, the one and only. Uh, how are you doing, Tom? Good. Tired. Tired, yeah. But, yeah. Yes. That's the way things are. But I just love At least it. we got a lot of good toy news coming up. We got toy news. We got news. We got... No news is good news. So I actually, um, I was actually thinking about something the other day, and so I mean, as as we record this, it is two forty my time in New Jersey, and um, but eleven forty by you, yeah, out, out in California. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are actually, folks, you are listening to a scientific miracle of time travel. You are listening to me in the future, and I am talking to you in the past. And we are throwing caution to the wind, and uh, you know, space-time continuum be damned. Whatever Doc Brown said, which I do believe is how space travel works, we're not buying it. We are doing this. We've been doing it, and I just realized that we're time traveling. That's what I have to say. I don't That's know. Interesting theory. That was like, you know, if everybody says... You need a flux capacitor. Say, dude, just talk to your friend in another state. Different time zone. Uh, so, anyway, that was a sad attempt at humor. But, Tom, I know we have some big changes coming on. To the, uh, we got a new website coming. Right. So, can you tell us goes, about that? It goes down tomorrow, and then we're just redesigning it. Do we know how long for the redesign? Or no? Hopefully less than two weeks. Okay. It has to be done before May 1st. That's what I'm told. Okay. And while the site is down, fans uh, can still go to um, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Podbean. Tw- or Twitter or any of those sites for any news. Right. So that's that's great. It's uh, our first new web design. You think redesign. Yeah. Redesign, yeah. You know, most places do that. Several times throughout the years, and Toy Lines has been around for many years. So we have did nine. we start it? We were we've been doing this for nine years. Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. I didn't realize that. Um, 2012. Jeez. So all right. So yeah, we started out just writing, basic, you know, uh, writing, and then eventually got into podcasting. So nine years. So holy, we got to do something next year. It was yeah. I was Ten year anniversary. I didn't I realize was going that. through all our old stuff, our like articles and toy reviews. Yeah, I, it was it was. It's been a ride. I'm sure there's been a you know a lot of improvement over on certain things in the writing area. Um, and there's some hopefully, hopefully yeah. I think some people are still bitter about one thing I did, but I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, you know, the other thing is we've had some, you know, in those past nine years, just in, you know, writing, we had some pretty cool interviews. Oh, um, my God. Amazing interviews. Collectors uh, and just things like that. And Todd you know, McFarlane, Randall Lobb, uh, Rob McCallum. Yeah. And, um, you know, talking to people about their collections. We talked to the gentleman from Australia about his Batman collection. It's ba- 1989 specific batman collection that's oh that's what he collected of batman was the 89 stuff from 1989 when he was collecting yeah uh, and you know and other stuff we did conventions yeah and the secret lost toy fair uh video we did <laughs> and um you know I, I remember thursdays with thor uh mm-hmm. it was every thursday for a while i think before the movie came out that was it was something of thor and uh, that's why I went by my own name. A certain Mister Nostalgia. Yeah, some character that we don't know. We don't know where he went. He, he was like working for us, and he just disappeared. Pretty much. But um, I heard Rocketeer stole him. So. Yeah, or, you know that that attic of the Bulldog Cafe. Um, and you know, Toy Fair couple, past couple of years has been incredible. So mm-hmm. it's uh, that's pretty cool actually. I didn't realize it was. I did not realize it was nine years. Yeah, it goes it goes fast, man. Jeez, and some man. other house cleaning. If you are a cops and crooks collector, carded, 
you know, completionist, meant, you know, doesn't have to outside the card. If you open them up, drop us an email. We have some info for you. Something we're working on that I want as many people to be a part of as possible. So email us at toyspodcast at gmail.com if you collected the Hasbro, Cops and Crooks, anything, the comics, the animation, if you have any cells. But specifically, we're, we're aiming towards the figures right now. So email us, toyspodcast at gmail.com. There you go. So, Tom, I uh, while I was away uh, under the weather, I had some time to watch a lot of TV. And I just wanted to say, when we first discussed this, when you brought it up about the Action Park documentary on HBO Max. Yes. What was it, what was it called again? Traction Park or Action? The name of the documentary? Action Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When 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 you tell somebody about it, it it's like, oh my, no, oh my god, it, it's you know you you don't believe it, right? When you actually, but you do, but you don't. But when you see it, and what I think was great about this documentary is that they had footage of the park of how crowded it was. They had uh, you know, these little cartoons in between, so. When they were saying how a water um, ride, how crowded it was, they would show you the, the amount of people in tubes or the, the rope swing that your, your father went on, like you said. Oh, yeah, it's and crazy. This this is like we, we discussed it, and I was like, I didn't think I really need to see it because you know, I'm from Jersey, and I know you heard it. You need to see it to believe it. You have to watch this video. And like I had two thoughts I said to you about this. One was like, if they just so this was in the 80s. So if they just did like better, they really would have had a successful safe park. Oh yeah, it'd still be open today. Yeah, it, without a doubt. And the other thing I thought of was only in New Jersey could they get away with this. Because I cannot think of any other state where Things like this would be happening, and nobody would be giving it rats. Yeah. Um, and there are other places. Well, I still, yeah, I still think the whole town was in on it. For Poss- jobs. Yeah, and, and, and there are other places in New Jersey. There's a the land of make believe. There's Wild West City, mm-hmm. uh, Six Flags. You know, there's. I'm sure there's a couple other we're not talking about, but I can't remember. But yeah, um, when I talked about people going in that uh, loot. Uh, Oh, with the slide. teeth. And, yeah. and they were saying they were coming out lacerated, and it was close to the teeth, so they actually had a, uh, a little cartoon of people with scrapes on them. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it is a it is a great documentary. It's still on HBO Max. Um, Tommy Tommy said you you said you watched it, what, like two more times already? I did. It was really good. It, I, Yeah, it's just like one of those things, like, you finish, you're like, Wait, I got to see that. Is that for real? And you go back and watch it again. It is really interesting. And another great documentary just launched her Kickstarter on April 6th, Faking Filmation by Rob McKellum. It's not only the history of filmation animation, but it's also the story of a young James Etock that took three years of his life to create a fan animated show based on Heatman and the Masters of the Universe with a action figure accurate faker. So they're doing great things right now. I believe one of their um, their rewards is a... You remember those 3D uh, Viewmasters? I remember Viewmaster, but I never know they went 3D. Well, yeah, it was supposed to be 3D inside when you, know, when you put the card in. Even back in the 80s? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that is one of their stretch goals right now. So I'm yeah. really excited for this. If do you, have, still, if you love make- cartoons, please head on over to Kickstarter. Just pick a tier. Just support these incredible gentlemen. I mean, every documentary by Rob is a hit, so it, it, you won't be good. disappointed. Is, do they still make Viewmaster? Like, have you seen one in, in stores? Uh, a few years ago, I saw yeah. it wasn't in a store; it was online. Okay. Because apparently, this 
particular Viewmaster, one of the discs was the inside of Castle Grayskull. Yeah, it was a Masters of the Universe. I think it was during 2000X. It was a Masters of the Universe package, but it didn't look like the viewer that we had as kids. So now, the film that this gentleman made about Faker Faker He-Man, did he draw it all himself and animate it? No, he had help. Okay. But he did did a lot of it. I guess during the... um, transformation scene for he-man he did all the backgrounds and he said that took like six months i could imagine just Is just it? just to have those like there it looks like yeah. a, a bunch of rocks in the background mm-hmm. yeah so it took him six months just and to do that it's like 2d animation yeah wow that's yeah it looks like an actual filmation film okay it's a great film um they're battling universal right now because they well, Uni- right. Universal doesn't want him to release it in mm-hmm. any capacity. Wow. So, why don't they want that? You know? Well, they probably think it's an IP infringement yeah. thing. So, sometimes you, you it's would always think, legal. Yeah, and you know, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it. You know, the the actual film that the man made, but sometimes. It, something could be so good that they're fighting that could actually help their license. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's I remember, one part to it. I remember somebody mentioned that they used to make Star Wars fan uh, fiction movies. And George and Lucas troops. found out about it. Yeah, like Troops. Right. Oh, I love Troops. Right? And uh, George Lucas actually released all the audio. And he's like, here, guys, use it in part of your videos. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then yeah. once Mickey took over, Kathleen Kennedy put a kibosh on that. Kibosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and here's the thing about fan films is that some of them are incredible. Um, they, oh, yeah, like Troops. I mean, yeah, it's like Tagging Bink. It, it, well, yeah, like like Troops. And, and let's face it, Troops was done at a time really before, I think, home can computer or filmmaking was really a thing compared to what it is today. Right. You know, but you know, they had the suits and they, you know, it was well-written. It was funny. um, And there are ones today, you know, there's, there's a a great one. I think his name is Aaron Shok or something like that. Uh, Probably mispronouncing his last name, but he did a great Batman one with the Joker. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. The one with the, it looked the, like year one, his suit and with sort the of, giant yeah. cape. Yeah. And the guy, um, Doug Jones, played the Riddler in it. Yes. Yeah. So that, uh, what was it called? It was something, to, something death. But uh, he, he does a lot of great inde- independent films. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of great independent short, you know, fan films out there that are like sometimes better than the, one, the studio ones. <laughs> I think the studio should be looking at. YouTube right now. Well, some um, are. Some. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sure they are. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it is, you know, it's, uh, f- film is only as good as your story. Um, and I'm sorry, my dog's barking. Uh, yeah, but it's good. It, it was good stuff. So, yeah, dogs. Um, what else we got going on? So you've been a while for for some time. So welcome back. Thank you. And Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Uh, it was um, very tiring, very boring. So I was holding on to this piece of yes news because I know you were dying to talk about it. So what did you think about the new trailer? I Ghostbusters the, 3. So the first time I saw the trailer... I thought it was a joke. So okay. I didn't know that they actually officially released something. And then I saw it and I was like, I love it. Like they reminded me, the little Stay Puffs, of the Army of Darkness with the little ashes running around. Yep. And oh. they're biters. Right. So like I, like I, the, I love the one that's on fire. <laughs> yeah. The one's got a rocket. One's I think. Playing the drums, like in the in the 
trailer, they actually roast one of them. Yes, and then they, like we're like a target. I guess they ran in there. They, they roast them over the barbecue. Right. Now, I know you said you were a little like iffy on on them. They are cute, first off. So I don't know if that's why that's in there or not. But I don't know if like all Stay Puff products are going to be coming alive in the movie, which would be pretty pretty crazy but I, I mean the things i've heard so far about the film is that it's sort of like a horror movie i guess okay. we're like the first one right. um i don't consider ghostbusters a horror movie but it it had some scary jump scenes um there is i saw a few more pictures um which looks really great and i know uh jason right i read a jason reitman screened it for ernie hudson so really okay. yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to snow we were talking the other night on the phone uh, about going back to the theaters and stuff like that and uh this is the one movie i am really looking forward to mm. um i think those guys are cool i think it's great little commercial that uh that, you know with paul rudd but for that right um i think they uh they could either be a big hit or they might not but if they're a big hit, you know, they're going to just go with it. Um, give them their own show or something. But, yeah, th that was pretty cool to see. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Nice. So let's get into some news. Okay. There's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff this week. So NECA just announced a pre-order of Ace Duck. And he has his wings. Which... Uh, I we were I, I think the black inking is throwing me off on them. It know, might be prototype wings. It might good, good actually point. look better. Yeah, I, wish I, I do like that. I like the second head, the open bill. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I I wish they had a the hat on them. Yeah, I just to see what just, it looks like. Yeah, because it kind of looks odd without the hat, but. Um, I guess they wanted to show you that it's a removable accessory. Yeah. And he also comes with Mutagen Man, $51.99, and it will be released this fall. Now, have now, you... Oh, go ahead. If you're interested, get them as fast as they can. They're selling out quickly. And the window, they said it was a 10-day window, but as of this recording, I don't know the official time. So if you want it, Get it right now. Was Ace Duck in the original cartoon? One episode. Whoa, one episode. Okay. I really enjoyed what they did with him. He was him. in the Playmates line. Yes. Uh, I really liked what they did with him in the in the IDW series. Um, he was in one of the storylines or something or other, and they made him, you know, it was pretty cool what they did. And, of course, Mutagen Man. And then also on the NECA store is a second chance at your shot at the Rat King and Vernon and Baxter Stockman and Splinter, the Triceraton Zorax and Zork. And also this little guy, Pizza Monster from the animated show. I don't remember him. He comes with a little Pizza Monster, a Pizza Pie. I guess a tricorder of some sort. Nintendo Game Boy, maybe. Right. <laughs> but no, his, his aesthetic can actually fit into any like horror genre. Uh, just thinking along something like that, uh, like with aliens. Yes, right that next to that looks alien. like a xenomorph. His head, and if you sp if you paint this thing a different color, you got yourself a new alien for your custom figures. Nice. Yeah, I was thinking that's funny that you said that. I was just thinking it really does look like aliens. It does. You know, that's funny. That's that's pretty cool. Whose teeth on that guy? Yeah, so head on over to the NECA store and grab yourself some turtle goodies. But it doesn't end there, Ian. No. April O'Neil was back on the air. What do you think? Talking about her April O'Neil figure. So uh, Judith Ho continues her coverage. Of her actual movie accurate action figure from NECA Toys, designed by Adrian Smith. Now, 
in this video, she also gives us a look at her articulation. Apparently, she's going to have double joints on the knees. They don't. I know a lot of people have been complaining about this, but they don't look bad. No, um, not really. Yeah. Uh, you know, and especially if you're a photographer or a stop, stop motion animator and you want to do something with these, you're going to be grateful for that. Um, I mean, if you just look at all the attention in the clothes of the folds and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The painting uh, is also digital. Uh, oh, wow. I don't yeah, think so. There's an actual pattern on her skirt oh, that wow. you really don't see on the at the movie. Right. But so through you, the power go, of digital, you can also go back to the yeah. Um, so I don't. I mean, look, even her her pocketbook has wrinkles in it. So like, like to, well, to point Scott, out the knee. Yes, yeah, Scott also said he's wondering if their the pocketbook is going to hold one of Raph's size. That's a good question. So that'd be interesting. That was this a good is point. a really decent looking toy. I mean, they it's incredible how far sculpting has come yeah uh and everything so this looks really nice but here is the great kicker nick is always teasing us with things look who's over here on the yes. little corner the a maskless casey jones and a great likeness of actor elias codius yeah he's great he was um perfect for casey jones Yes, uh, just definitely. If anybody stole that movie, it would be him. Uh, he was so great in it. And uh, just throw this out there: 1980s film, some kind of wonderful. Derek Stoltz, he was in it. I remember catching that later on. I was like, "That's Casey Jones," and uh, he, he was great in that movie too. Yeah, so and then the second April head actually has a smile on her face. A lot of people does thought, this. so the one right here, right? Yes, yeah, this okay. one is more, her more serious. You know, yeah, the smile looks. Uh, Am I behind much... on my Sony payments face? <laughs> the the smile definitely has a uh, much more accurate look to her face. Yeah, I was thinking that too. You know, and, and here's something we didn't want we didn't mention. I was saving it for you too. Oh wow! Hamato Yoshi. It's got the key. Is there a splinter in there? Yeah. It's a little cage for Splinter. I love the shadow. This picture is like really nice. Just the lighting. It's beautiful. This is incredible. Um, now this is a for hardcore. I mean, if you love the '90s movie, I mean, you need this. Yeah, this is really nice. I mean, just like the detail. You're looking at his chest muscles, and you're like, it's just so like real looking. Very now I wonder if he's gonna come with. A two pack as well with a Rokosaki. Uh, That'd be nice. A little yeah. scratch face, you know, like the or an extra head with three scratches on his face. Yeah. That'd be cool. So over in the UK, Figure Land is releasing has teased us with pictures of their jumbo series mutant ninja turtles. Here's Leonardo. Now, here's something interesting. Not only are they twenty six or twenty three point six inches tall. But they come with soft goods. I was thinking that, like the wrist and the and part of the elbow elbow pad, the belt, all the yeah, elbow pads. That's an interesting. That's a nice touch, except for his mask, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um. And I'm thinking this may be the closest we get to uh, a 112 turtle. This is. These are really nice. These these turtles. Yeah. Do you want? There's Raph. Yeah. Do they have pictures of Mikey and Donnie or no? Not yet. Not yet. These are really good. And then here's a thought. Just looking at this. You know in the, in the comics, in the old days, Mirage, they were sometimes drawn with a tail and sometimes without a tail? Right. Did you have a preference? I didn't care. And do you think the toy... Although my Mondo figures have tails. Okay. So how do you think that looks on the, on the figure, the tail? It doesn't bother me. No, like so. If this one had one, you think go either way? Yeah, yeah. Actually, here, why don't you talk about our next story? And so these I'll are nice. Be back. These, these are the Mezco Five Points Godzilla. So box one is going to have Godzilla, Mothra. Uh, I'm going to mutilate this name, Angerus. 
Rodan with an alternate heads. And this also comes with breath effects, web effects, and display bases. Box two is going to have King Ghidorah, Manila, or Godzuki, as we know him as, uh, Gorosaurus, and Baragon. Different heads and legs for a Baragon, two Manila heads and arms, effects gravity beam, and smoke with four display boxes. Uh, bases, both boxes at $85 each. Godzuki or Manila, um, Manila Ice, Manila Vanilla. He looks great. I really like the way he looks. Um, and he comes with extra arms and an extra head and a little puff of smoke. Who's um, his mom? You know what? I don't. I don't remember. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. They never had showed it. I had never saw it as a kid. So did, did they ever mention it? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe our listeners, if they know, they'll, they'll write us. Um, I never thought of it, to be honest with you. Maybe Godzilla does lay eggs. I mean, he did in that one terrible movie. So here's my Mondo's turtle. Okay. This is Raphael. And then tail. there he is with the tail. Yep. A little now, like, but in Turtle Power, their documentary, they talk about how Playmates did not like sculpted turtle with a tail yeah i yeah i mean yes you can see the reasoning why um oh obviously i mean yeah it's you know turtle soft tails yes on a toy it looks a little phallic like so you know he's a little angry over there at ref but it's you know i don't think it takes away from the figure without it um, no, it's a it's one of those aesthetic changes. You can I, I think with it, it does catch your eye. You're like, whoa, put on some pants there, Raph. But um, I, I don't. I, I think you know. Even the comics, I don't think they really do that anymore. Anyway, so right, you know. And then Nickelodeon uh, announced they're hiring actors for their reboot series. And they're going, they're really focusing on the teenage aspect. Let's they're hiring be, young kids, like really 15 and 16. Yep. Supposed to be an animated, the next animated series? CG, yep. Okay, CG. That's, it's interesting that they're going for young teens. But then again, there are talented actors out there or actresses. I mean, you know, right. you look at Millie Bobby Brown from um, Stranger Things, she's a very talented actress. Uh, and How old is she? She's too old now, right? She's almost like, like she's got to be like what, almost 17, 19, 20? I don't know. It's just weird to think of that. Maybe April. Show, the the first show they were so young, you know, and to watch them grow up. Um, Finn did, I believe, he did the voice of Pugsley in that Adams Family movie that came out, okay. I think, last year or two years ago. Gotcha. So from DNA Toys, they released a picture of their fifth battle toad, Rash, with his sunglasses, giant boot, and axe leg attachment. All right, so I got to ask you this. Okay. Battle Toad. The video game. Oh, okay. So that's what space off of? Uh, yeah. And, and do you see where I'm going with this? I don't. Oh, so you got Battle Toad and Cyber Frog. Which one was first? Probably Battletoads. They came out in the 80s, right? I, I don't know. I don't really know much about Battletoads. And I'm looking at him, and I'm th- I'm, that's what I'm thinking of is like Cyberfrog. I know it's not him, but I'm like, it reminds me. It kind of looks like him. Blasphemy. But now that you mention it, Ethan Van Skyver from All Caps Comics got the Paint Masters for his Cyberfrog figure. But you know what? Now that I look at him, I think they look nothing alike. Right. So that's just odd. This is the 90s version that we're showing. Beautiful. I'm a Cyber Frog fan myself, What's especially in the 90s. Is the coloring. So he's got the yellow chest and just like the spots on the side is really nice detail. Right. And then the modern figure is a whole different one. Here's what it looks like modern. He's got like blue spikes oh, yeah. on the side. So I've never read this comic. What's. <sighs> What's the deal with him? So Cyberfrog comes from, well, his mother 
is a spaceship. She basically can't comes from a different planet. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to infect a human, but she ended up infecting a frog. Mm-hmm. Hence cyber frog. Now, here's what I love about the 90s cyber frog. He, he was just a complete wise ass. <laughs> Everything out of his mouth was just hysterical. He used to have a, he would shoot out his tongue and leave a bomb inside you. And then just release it. I mean, he loves chicken. He hangs out with, uh, he hangs out with a girl who is getting her own statue. Um, damn it! I just lost her name. Sorry, Ethan. Um, it was a great show. It was a great story. You know, Reservoir Frog. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, yeah. It was it was typical nineties. It was a typical nineties. You know, comic. I mean, it was it was great on everything. Did and then ever- he re- he recently relaunched Cyberfrog Comics through his Indiegogo all caps comics line. Did um, did they ever make a cartoon out of this? No, but was that back in the nineties? He was the original. Um, getting ahead of myself. Playmates actually commissioned a cyber frog action figure because he was going to be part of that Ninja Turtles line mm-hmm. that Jim Lee did along with Savage okay. Dragon. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. I remember seeing the pictures of those. Right. And for some reason they never went, they never completed the cyber frog figure. Interesting. I'm surprised he hasn't had a cartoon. Heather Swain. Excuse me. Yeah. That, that was the girl. And Heather Swain is also getting a statue. So, Big things are coming out of uh, Ethan Van Skyber and Cyberfrog. I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait so for this a, campaign to start. You're a fan, so do you think a cartoon would would work? Oh, absolutely. Like Netflix. And he's always thing. said. I remember an interview with him. He said that when he draws Cyberfrog, he thinks of Dennis Leary's voice. Interesting. I, <laughs> that's great because now when I look at this, I can kind of picture. Dennis Leary and hear that that's I was just very interesting right yeah that's why I prefer the 90s version I know artists need to update and reboots and stuff but I think the, the new version looks cool his it head is, looks too round does it can you go back I think so yes I yeah but maybe it's because of the expression possibly now Ethan has also said he wants to mimic um, Tom McFarlane's Spawn Kickstarter figure. So we're going to have a modern Spawn, or excuse me, a modern Cyberfrog, classic 90s Cyberfrog, and then an artist-proof Cyberfrog with extra heads. And I know there's one of the modern heads has a stinger going right through his head, <laughs> and all bloody and stuff. Looks pretty cool. So hang on a second. So here I see his actual toes but yes the other picture all articulated each toe is articulated yeah yeah gracious he, uh, he sent it back to the factory wow he's like i wanted articulated toes go back to the other picture for a moment are those so this figure here this is paint master uh, so the toes aren't painted green yet is that it or no, they are oh maybe they it's just are. because they're they're bent down so right is that is that it yeah Okay, I just didn't see that part. I just saw the silver. But very interesting. That's a lot of detail. Yeah, especially in the 90s one, because he actually gave him a lot of weapons. Oh, really? Yeah, so I am I know this will be a success. So far, every Cyberfrog crowdfunding has been a success, so I'm really looking forward to these figures. I, like I really want to see them. On that picture there, on the table, there's just like another head just sitting there. Oh yeah, well he comes with multiple heads. Yeah, yeah. So could yeah could he comes with a grin? There's one with teeth, and then like I said, the modern head has the stinger from a Vespus going right through him. So is Cyberfrog the size of a human or a frog? No, a human. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then he hangs out with Heather Swain. She takes care of him essentially, and then he has Salamandroid, which is his brother. Who's an actual salamander? But the ship, 
And he's huge. So way bigger than who's his uh, his enemy. Well, he's got a few from the '90s, but currently it's the Vespus. Apparently, it's kind of like like one of those disaster type situations. Mm -hmm. Like the whole planet's been overrun by these bees. Okay. And it's up to Cyberfrog and his brother, and I guess Heather, her daughter. And Kel Sin, their mother, to you know, fix the planet okay. that's been wrecked. So look to Indiegogo for all your Cyberfrog fun stuff, and I can't wait for this figure. Boss Fight Studios is continuing their Umbrella Academy figures. They just released an image of number four, Klaus. Now these figures will be four inches. And the Wave 1 so far has Vanya, um, Pietro, Pietro, Diego, excuse me. I'm off it today. <laughs> and number one. So if you're a fan of the Umbrella Academy, which is a great show, by the way, although I do prefer season one than season two, but that's my personal opinion. But these figures look great. And... Hopefully, they'll be coming out soon. We got Super 7, Star Trek. The next generation. Uh, next generation, yes. Um, $18 per, coming out in mid-July. So is that Picard, a Borg? Uh, Worf. Worf. Worf, thank you. Wesley um, Crusher. Data and... Guinan. That's Whoopi Goldberg's character, yep. right? She's how many seasons was she? One, two. That's a great question. She wasn't in the whole show series. I remember, no, right? she was in their first movie, Generations. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. And then I think, yeah, I think she was only on there for maybe one or two seasons. These kind of remind me of the uh, Star Trek Next Generation that when the figures first came out, the first one they made from Playmates. I think um, I'm not sure they were they were almost like a reaction figure size like this and like um D data had like the phaser in his hand and uh the reason why i say that is because uh my sister had him and i, I remember that's how i remember seeing him <laughs> um so i'm not a star trek person but i, I do you know i think you might like it, tom and our, our buddy rich did uh that's how i know star trek but i'm not much of a i'm a trekkie so to speak <laughs> Gotcha. So these will be available in mid-July. Right around the corner. And then, speaking of Super 7, if you missed out on their pre-order for the Thunder Tank, don't worry. You still have plenty of options to get the th uh, to get the tank. Excuse me. You can go on to Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, and Sideshow Collectibles. Now, I know Sideshow Collectibles, you can actually get this vehicle in installments that's not the vehicle cool. itself but you can pay for it pay for it yeah i like that idea i think that's for the fan who wants it and can't get it all the money at once i think that's a pretty cool option yeah i mean this is not cheap no this is a nice sizable chunk of change oh sure no. so it is nice to have other options i think it's a great thing for um even hasbro pulse to be doing if uh they don't already yeah, all these all these places should do something like that. You know, yeah, it'll probably help sales. Sales, and if somebody cannot make the rest of the payments, they therefore forfeit the toy, and somebody else can get it and you know make the payments from you know from the beginning or whatever. But you know, I I do think it's a it's a pretty decent thing they're doing. Yeah, although sometimes it backfires. Yeah, yeah. What I've been told. Oh, sure. Speaking of stuff that's backfiring, so... Ramen toys? Yeah, there's been kind of a controversy with these guys. So, the Ramen Toys 80s Commando, or Commander, is essentially the Centurion figures from back when we were kids, from the 80s. So, they include Ace McCloud, Max Ray, and uh, Rockwell. Air, Sea, and Land. Oh, yeah. Now, Ramen Toys is, has developed these figures. They're not licensed, unfortunately. So, 
anything can happen between now and when they ship in October. Now, the pre-order is open for $65 per figure until May 1st, and then they become $89.99. Now, here's, per figure. Yeah, here's the problem, though. The One, they are... What happened? Let's say the $65, because that's a lot of money for each. Well, here's the thing. They they have great articulation. I mean, they're mm -hmm. modern-day Centurions. They have the accessories and stuff, and they all look great. Problem is, Ramen Toys came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't really recognize done, the name. Yeah, they've done some stuff in the past, but right now they're doing everything off their Facebook page, so that has some people... On the auction side, yeah, it's like they gotta just take the money and run. Exactly, which has happened, especially on you know on all these crowdfunding things. Now this isn't crowdfunded, but they're unproven. You know, they're brand new. You know, people people are a little wary of it, so just use mm -hmm. caution. You know, mm -hmm. you can go on their Facebook page. You can pre-order them now. Just mm -hmm. and it's not to say that they are a scam, and it's right. not. But it's, yeah, yes, I'm not saying that I'm use caution. Just right. Just yeah. use caution, and because anything can happen. Works out, right. Hopefully, it'll work out for the best. I mean, they they could have the best intentions, and the company just doesn't survive. You know, it's, exactly. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, even with Kickstarters, you know, I've heard nightmare stories like they run out of money, even though you know they haven't fulfilled anything, and you no. know, plastic is expensive. Yeah. Tooling. I mean, we've all heard the the nightmare bills tooling comes with. So just use caution. Felix Silla, who played Tweaky in Buck Rogers and was also the original cousin it on the Adams family, passed away on Friday from pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. He was also played the Ewok that was on the hang glider. Now, um, do we have the picture from we were we were Buck Rogers? B to B to B to so I, I remember Buck Rogers, you know, sort of watching it as a kid. We didn't watch it often. Um, as, it's a very interesting looking robot, though. Because <laughs> it, it looks like a kid, you know, like the face. I think, yeah, he was supposed you, to. Ask. You know what it almost actually but, looks like? But you know what's funny? Mel Blanc did his voice, and he sounded like an 80-year-old. <laughs> what's up, Buck? You know? I, don't know? I did not know that about Mel Blanc. Um his, he he looks like a Playmobil figure. His face. Yeah, yeah. Now, so this is Buck Rogers, correct? Right. Battlestar Galactica. Was that it? We were talking about had that robotic monkey thing. Yes. And what was that called? I have no idea. Okay, but so we were discussing. Uh, I had read just recently that there was an actual monkey in the suit. Right for the first season. For the first season, you said, and then. Uh, the there was problems on the set. Let's the, just say. and the handler wasn't very good with animals. All right, and so in season two, it was an actor. I believe. Correct. Right. 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 I yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I, I looked, I remember looking at the picture, and then when they said that they actually put a a, a monkey in it, I was like, or a chimp, or whatever. I was like, good lord. I was like, I would freak out if I I was in that thing, and you know. Well, but uh, yeah, yeah. So rest in peace, Mister. Yes, where many people. I want Felix Silla. What other movies he was in? I have to look that up. Where many people joy. That's true. Yeah, he was a great actor. I mean, he always played Tweaky well. Cousin it, I love cousin it. Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command, the animated series. Can now be found on Amazon Prime. This is the original. Yes, next to uh, Invincible. I remember that show. I remember the uh, theme song. That was my favorite part. <laughs> and now from Kickstarter. Now we mentioned faking filmation, but Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand is also on Kickstarter. They're bringing back brand new shows once they reach all their goals, which I'm sure they will. But, uh, yeah, Netflix dumped them pretty much. That's interesting. I wonder if it's because, like, I wonder why. Like, it's such a, a cult following. Um, yeah, but Netflix is weird. Yeah, they'll get rid of things after one season. Uh, well, I 
think they sometimes yeah, they had the they had two seasons actually. The well, Gauntlet was pretty good. Like there was a show I was watching, um, and I forget the name. I know Matthew Broderick was in it, and it was about like all the adults become zombies and the kids were not. And it ends on with like a cliffhanger, and they never finished. They they canceled it. Um, of course, when the shows are successful, they seem to you know Stranger Things, for instance. Then again, I mean, I don't know how long Sabrina lasted, but they got rid of that after a while too. So I don't know why they do that. If they don't want to drag it on too long, or yeah, it's that weird algorithm. Yeah. But you can find Mystery Science Theater 3000 in their crowdfunding on Kickstarter. You're a fan of that show, right? I love that show. Yeah. I swear by it. Every Thanksgiving, that's what I would do. <laughs> PowerCon is coming to Anaheim this year, September 11th and 12th. Hotel reservations are now open. If you're going, book now. The block is going out fast. Now, here's what's interesting. These guys did not back down. They they were like, we're gonna have our show, and they they stuck it out. And you know, California is finally opening up, and things are getting good over there. And um, what a great sign for a convention to be held. You know, yeah. like I think are you going, Tom? Definitely. I think it's awesome. I miss going to conventions. I think good for them. Good for you. Um, I hope this kind of helps people um, start getting more conventions going, especially here in Jersey. And I, I just think it's so great that they, they they just stuck it out and we're just like we're gonna we're gonna do our show, you know. And I'm sure they're gonna take every precaution while there as well. Um, but I think it's great that you know conventions are are coming back. Definitely, yeah, it's a good sign of things to come. Is there anything right now about guests and things or anything? No, it's too early. Too early? Yeah. I know um, they're working on their own action figure line for the show. so Kind of like an ex- exclusive power right. configure? That would be interesting. Yeah. Well, it's a whole a whole new line of figures. They've done that before? No. Oh, so it's brand new. Interesting. So that wraps it up for this episode of Toy Lines. I want to give a special thanks to Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music. Collectors helping collectors. It's a great hashtag on Twitter right now. If you're looking for something or if you want to sell something, let's beat the scalpers. Thank you to Scott Nightlick over at Spectre Creative. As you can tell, we're now on YouTube, so please ring that bell, subscribe, and tell a friend. Tell two friends. Join the conversation at toyspodcast at gmail.com. And again, if you're a cops and crooks collector, let us know. We're doing something. That's all I can tell you right now. We're on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, so please subscribe, give us a rating, or do both. Please enjoy our newest podcasts, Rocketeer Radio, hosted by Ian Westoff. Thank you, Tommy. We have If you love the Rocketeer. This is it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's quite all right. Thank you, sir. We have a great episode coming up. Um, very special guests. This is Rocketeer Royalty. Um, very thrilled about it. And thank you all for listening um, and and following the Instagram uh, page. I, I appreciate the comments and you know the likes. And thank you all. Rocketeer has a really great friendly fan base um, and it, it, it's a great thing to be a part of. So thank you. And thank you, Tom, for that nice little thing. And of course, for you, sir, people of Eternia. What? Um, What's that? This, this is this great podcast by the silly little guy who, who likes he and he gets the background on He-Man and, and the people who worked on it. And what? it's a, uh, yeah, it's uh, no, it, it sounds weird. It's something that is going to take the world by storm. You don't want to hear that. that that's weird. Well, this isn't normally a time where I plug our website, but it's down at the moment. So we yeah. will be back soon with more toy reviews. It's a website. Uh, we'll still be here. Yeah. Doing this on YouTube. So if so, that bothers you, you know, good for those who like it. And I'm sorry for those who don't. 
But I'll, I do want to give out a special thanks to everyone that has been subscribing to us. Thank I you. know lately it's been weird, but we'll get back on track eventually. So I'm Tom Romero. I am eating my stuff. Play with your toys. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's Wizards, Wizards, the the podcast podcast guide guide to to comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.